Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my Happy Hanukkah. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. When you look at Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Beirut just needed to get away, find some peace in the world. <laughs> Did I tell you that my wife, who is not known for movie quotes... She threw down? She threw down at, at, at her office the other day. They were talking about... Um, I don't know if they were talking about Leslie Nielsen movies or, or what they were talking about, but somehow the subject of Airplane came up. Yeah. And one of her coworkers said... I've never seen Airplane. And my wife, my wife turns to them and goes, Surely you can't be serious. Oh, good film! That's why you married her right there. Well, bam! But that definitely helped. That, that, that is awesome. I'm going to keep her around another year. For well played, Katie. That is outstanding. outstanding. Well, you are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. And, yes. yeah, we'll round of applause. For yeah, you. that's right. There we go. All right. And while we're applauding, I do need yeah. to give my wife a shout out for yeah, do it. carving out the time for me to be here today yeah. because Thomas is yeah. homesick. Okay. Oh. And she ended up rearranging her work meetings and work schedule mm. to be home with him because she knew I really wanted to be here for this this recording. Okay. So thank you, Katie. Yeah. All right. Katie, you're awesome. Special lady. And uh, so the voice you were just hearing is somebody who hasn't been with us for a little while. Hi. It's Jeff Mazzucca. Hey! Hey, I'm waving. I, can you guys see me? Yeah. <laughs> Half face back. That's a microphone, Jeff. Oh. It's not a camera. It's a microphone. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, hey, you guys. There's a lot of yelling of hey, you guys in yeah. different movies. Yeah. Yep. Some movie trope. It started with uh, Electric Company, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. You, yeah. Did you ever watch the Electric Company? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Well, this is the 30-something movie podcast. Yes. That's right. Uh, 30-something movie podcast, and this time around, we are, we're in December. I don't know if anybody realized that yet. It is December. Um, And this time, we are starting up our Christmas movies, our wintry Christmas movies, with, uh, you you doing okay over there? It's chilly. Just a little chilly in here? A little nippy? A little nippy? (laughs) What Um, what did I say, nipple? (laughs) Can't see the lines, can you, Russ? (laughs) That's next year. <laughs> oh. Just watched that the other night. We're gonna so need. Great. We're gonna need two episodes just to quote the whole thing. Oh my god! <sighs> Can I That's take my name too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yes. So we are doing Scrooged this time around. Fun. So this is our month of Christmassy type movies. So this time is Scrooged. My next time is Ernest Saves Christmas, and the last one the is bone. the maybe no. controversial Christmas movie of Die Hard. We'll leave our discussion as to whether that's a Christmas movie when we get to the Die Hard episode in two weeks. But okay, how you, how you, give everybody a little taste right now. What do you? What's your take on on whether it's a Christmas movie? Yeah, without discussion, just what's your take on whether it's a Christmas movie? And we'll let the unwashed, mas- unwashed masses debate before we get there in two weeks. It's not a Christmas movie. <gasps> okay. Pat, don't hit me. Is it a Christmas movie? It is a Christmas movie. Okay. But I don't think calling it... Does it feel like Indiana Jones again? Well, I don't think so because I don't think you're impugning the movie whether you say it is or isn't. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like Blues Brothers, is it a musical or not? 
I don't think you're, it's right, and I think the. I just don't think I don't think you're judging the movie by saying whether it is or isn't. I'm just okay. saying I, I, that's how I'm coming down. Are we gonna are we gonna turn this into a Temple of Doom thing? Hey, I mean, we could because really, if you think about it. Well, I'll tell you. I read an interview well, on, about Indiana on. Jones the other. Who's well? Yeah, I heard, heard you talk about that too. Um, but but I mean, who's coming? Totally who's coming to the rescue here? <laughs> who's, who's coming to the rescue here? Bruce Willis, who's white, and all the other people who just are helpless and can't do anything. Black police officer, Japanese businessman. You know what? Know. Take your white say. savior narrative and <laughs> shove it. Shove it where? Well, I don't right want to do, the I don't want to do the spoilers. I don't want to do the spoilers. Well, I mean, are we going to spoil the movie? Like, we're in a week of it. But the, the the police officer saved them all at the end. Thanks for sure. spoiling it. Well, yeah, you can I edit that done out. The, that's two weeks away, and I hadn't even done the spoilers alert for that one. Well, Carl Winslow. Way to go. Well, I'm just telling you. Attaboy, Carl. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, it fills me, me with good cheer. The only thing that might have been even more awesome is if Argyle was played by Steve Urkel. <laughs> Argyle. Jaleel White, everybody. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> makes the building collapse. Did, did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> Anywho, why are we here? Oh, we're here for Scrooge. That's Die Hard's like two weeks away. See, we knew that we got him here. We knew if we got Pat here, oh. it would just be like, guys, Die Hard! Oh, it was awesome! It I mean, was. I mean, it was, it was so just, it's so awesome! It is just an awesome It'd be like movie. Commando Part 2. It is. Which, oddly enough, again, not our Die Hard episode, Commando, Die Hard, at one point in time, there was rumors that it was supposed to be a sequel to Commando. I remember talking about that yeah. at the Commando. Yeah. Guys, should we just turn this into the Die Hard episode? Yeah, do we need to go ahead? All right. It's starting to sound that way. Scrooge. Uh, so, Scrooge. So, very, very quickly, we do spoil the stuff that we talk about, and we're going to talk about all kinds of movies. Um, so, we may spoil a movie that you haven't seen yet. This episode is on Scrooge. If you haven't seen Scrooge, uh, we'll go watch it and then come on back, and then uh, you can be spoiler-free. We'll wait. So, we will We will just... How have you guys been? Been good? Great. Everything going all right? Especially after seeing Diamond. What did you have for lunch today? An apple. An apple? That's not much of a lunch. I'm really hungry right now. I bought a school lunch today. You bought a school lunch? How did that go? I regret every moment of it. So very, very quickly, I've got a couple of things. I don't know if you guys have any new movie news stuff. New movie news. Well, let's see what you have. Speedy things. We can add on. Okay. So the one very quick thing, this doesn't... Never speedy. No, it's not. Um, The one quick thing that I don't know that requires a whole lot of discussion is that we may possibly have a Captain Marvel or Avengers 4 trailer coming (laughs) later this week, is what I heard. So fun times. I've heard nothing, but I enjoy those words together in a sentence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially the Avengers 4 one. I would be super happy to get an Avengers 4 trailer and see what's (laughs) going on. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Pat's got his arms up in the air. Yay. Yay. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, my other thing, and I I will admit that I still have never fully seen the entire movie of The Shining, which I know is bad. Bad. Horrible. Bad John. Um, but apparently they've made a sequel to The Shining. Really? Yes. So the sequel to The Shining called Dr. Sleep, which is actually a story that uh, Stephen King wrote, obviously did not was not as famous as The Shining, uh, they're making a movie of it. And so they made a movie of Dr. Sleep. It has wrapped production. The director is Mike Flanagan, who did The Haunting of Hill House and Gerald's Game for Netflix, which are, um, the Gerald's Game was a Stephen King we're story. We're losing Pat. And, uh, Pat, do you need a hug? I don't know. The Shining. Not a, not a Stephen King fan? Not I, a Shining fan? I, it scared him. Jesus. Well, I can't yeah. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, this one stars Ewan McGregor and Bruce Greenwood. Uh, Bruce Greenwood, I think, was the played Captain Pike in the new Star Wars, Star Trek oh, movies. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, He's I good. almost was going to get slaughtered by a whole bunch of fans when I accidentally said Star Wars instead of Star Trek. He um, did the. Uh, he was also the president in uh, American Treasure or National. Yes, Treasure. National Treasure. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, he Not does. From Book of Secrets. Yeah, so great. Yes. Yeah. Love it so much. We just watched the first one last week again. It's so for like the so fifty awesome millionth great. time. Mm -hmm. Love it so much. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to talk about it. My my wife, who doesn't normally sit there and be like, "Oh, this is," I love this scene. And my wife basically turned into Pat when we're watching National Treasure. When it gets to the very end, and you know they light the fire and it I all mean, goes down to the all treasure I'm room. All I'm saying is, mm -hmm. what if? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if one of those things was actually plausible? Mm -hmm. yep. And who knew that they'd find the greatest treasure in all the world twice? Uh huh. Anyway, I mean, I had an idea once they made a sequel, but you know. It's neither here nor there, but it was there. Um, so those are my two things, that there is a sequel to The Shining coming out. So Shining fans, maybe you'll enjoy it. I don't know. I still need to go see The Shining first. You, you should. But yeah, so that's what's happening. Um, that's all I got. What so got? Could, we, could we discuss briefly the, the... Indiana Jones thing? No. No. The trailer for the quote-unquote live-action Lion King. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. did, you, did, you get chance, did you guys get a yeah. chance to quote see that? Quote-unquote live action? Quote-unquote live action, because mm -hmm. really it's glorified animation yes. at this point. Yes. So I don't think it's fair to call it live action. Correct. However, it's being called live action. Correct. But whatever. Yeah. I'm not paid enough to make yeah. decisions and rulings. Yeah. But, oh my God, this trailer. Oh, it was amazing. Holy buckets. Now, I, I don't want it to be a shot-for-shot -shot recreation. I think they just did that for the trailer. Was the trailer? Mm, I heard seems... the whole thing was shot for shot. What's that? I heard the whole thing was a shot for shot remake. The movie? Yeah. Oh, well, see, I'm not excited about that then. We'll see. I don't want it. To, I don't necessarily want it to be a shot for shot, like word for word remake of the original, because then I'll just go back and rewatch the other cartoon. Like I, I hope I will see some different things in the movie. I'm assuming they'll do kind of what we, they did with Beauty and the Beast, where you had. Then you say they had a few extra songs from the musical that weren't in the original 91, was a 91 version of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, so the animated one, um, there were some songs they didn't use, then they added songs when they made the stage show, then they right. incorporated some of that music into the uh, Emma Watson Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Yeah. And I really and then liked... added new stuff to that as well. Okay. Yeah, and I, I really liked the Beauty and the Beast Oscars movie. and Academy Award. Right. Hope. Right. So, Hopefully. I don't know, I just, as long as Lion King is not just a shot-for-shot shot copy of the Lion King cartoon, then then I'll, I, I mean, I'll go see it anyway, but I think I will be more interested if I know that it's got something different about it, mm -hmm. as opposed to just upping the animation. Because if that's the case, if all they're going to do is make the animation look more sophisticated, then why don't you just take the audio track of the original movie, leave that in there, and just make the animation more sophisticated? Don't know. Yeah. I hope it's not. I hope it's not a shot-for-shot I'm not invited Recreation. to those meetings. Why not? Where have you been all this time, then? You know, I, 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 I don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where I am now. Uh -huh. I'm just happy to be here. I'm, we're happy you're here. We are. Do you have, an, do you have an opinion? Anyway. You don't have an opinion. I, Lion King's one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah. I love the music. And I just kind of... I come down to, you know, why are they making it? Is there an artistic statement that's trying to be made somewhere? And... If yes, then I'll be curious to see. But just like well, it's a whole pantheon of all these animated movies being remade. As well, that's the thing. Live and action, and right? with Beauty and the Beast, you, you better tread the line carefully 
it's a fine line because I think for a while they were going to do an all new soundtrack. People were like, well, wait a minute, I'm going, wait, hold on, what? We want to hear the Beauty and the Beast music, so they. So I mean, I would do the same thing if they completely changed the music. Well, that's kind of the music that I've loved about Lion mm-hmm. King. But then on the flip side, you know, if Disney wants to stay current and keep these characters current, and you know, then I can see. Well, the movie was a success, so mm-hmm. we're just going to bring the movie back. Mm-hmm. We'll put some modern people in there so that you know, young kids can relate, and that keeps the story current. Which I really can't fault them for, with that. Either, you know, it's just we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah. So I really. Yeah, I think I thought that the new Dumbo was going to be either like a sequel mm-hmm. or a different movie, but now as I'm seeing the newer trailers of it, <clears throat> it looks like it's a I don't know reimagining. I always forget I, the difference I, between like reboot and reimagining. I think it's a reimagining because they made it, more of a through storyline. Right. It looks more of like it's the, the origin of Dumbo, was. like the birth of Dumbo and all that the, stuff. Yeah, uh, the, the animated Dumbo movie was more vignette in mm-hmm. nature as opposed to this one that seemingly has more of a, a through storyline. Mm-hmm. So. So, there you have it. Um, yeah, do you have anything else with Lion King, or is that just that was you're it. just kind of worried? And what, I had other things that I wanted to talk about, about, but I don't remember what they were. I should okay. have written them down, but no, I didn't, right. so okay. I digest. All right. well, hopefully. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our new movie news. Uh, let's jump on into This Week in 88. So This Week in 88, we're looking at the time of, let's say, December 5th to 11th. So from this episode to right before our next episode. From December 5th to December 11th, um, we have on December 6th, American vocalist Roy Orbison dies of a heart attack in 1988. Uh, on December 7th, we have the Texas Rangers signing free agent pitcher Nolan Ryan to a one-year contract. Got to see him play as a Texas Ranger when I was a kid. That was awesome. The top song this week in 1988 would have been Look Away by Chicago. The top book was The Sands of Time by Sidney Sheldon. And the top movie for the week ending December 11th was Twins. And Twins is actually going to be the top movie going from now until the end of the year in 88. That's not true. I think at the very, very, very end, uh, Rain Man was the top movie mm-hmm. for like the last week of December. Mm-hmm. So, so that's it. And this week in 88, I turned eight. Oh, that's so cute. Spoiler alert. Uh, it doesn't end well. Um, all right, so. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. It's, but it's not like haha funny. No, it's, it's like. It's, uh, it's like, I it's just, like I'm it's forcing like, oh, myself to laugh because otherwise I'd cry. Uh, sorry about that. So, like I said before, we got Pat and got Jeff with me. Uh, I think Bo may be hopping in here in a little bit. Uh, he was leaving work a Marley little bit. Marley was today, dead. So. To begin with. Are you giving things away? Well, no, it's how the book starts. Are you spoiling? It's the, the first line of the book, man. Oh, man. These people didn't watch the book. Maybe they should try reading the movie then. They probably should. I don't know what we're saying anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Can I'm just we, happy to be here. Can we listen to the comic book? <laughs> can I? I've got no follow-up. I okay, either. Okay, great. Okay. So, yeah, so we way, may it's have... good to be back. It is excellent for you to be back. We missed you. I've missed this. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so Bo may be showing up here in just a few minutes, and Dennis, uh, I believe, may even try to make it in here. We did not bring snacks, so who knows if he will make it here or not. He does we show did, up when we there's food. Him. Well, that's true. We did bring snacks, but we... Yeah. All right. So Scrooged. Scrooged came out on the 23rd of November, 1988. It was rated PG-13, one hour and 41 minutes, directed by uh, some guy named Richard Donner, who did some other stuff like uh, Superman, maybe? 
and Lethal Weapon, which by the way, very, very quick, I will jump in and say, saw Superman, um, the 40th anniversary showing in the theater on the big screen, and it was amazing. As one would expect. Excellent. They showed one of the 19, uh, was the late 30s, 40s uh, Fleischer cartoons in front okay. of it, so that was fun to get to see on the big screen. Um, but yeah, it was just, I'd never seen, never, never had a chance to see Superman, the old Supermans on the big screen, so that was a lot of fun to do. Took, took uh, Nora with me and we went to go see it. Uh, so Richard Donner did Superman, did Lethal Weapon, and then producers on this one were Richard Donner and Art Linson. Uh, Donner also produced The Lost Boys and Linson produced The Untouchables and Fight Club. Writers for this one were Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue. Michael O'Donohue died in 1994. Uh, Glazer also wrote the recruit, the, the recruit, and O'Donohue was a writer for SNL. Cinematography was Michael Chapman, who did Raging Bull and The Fugitive. Danny Elfman did the music. He also did Batman and Beetlejuice. Uh, Batman's coming up in just a few weeks. Yay! Woo! That's the other one that we might have to contain Pat a little bit. Whoa! So that we can... Somebody's coming. Mm-hmm. Somebody's coming. Good. Uh-huh. Uh, budget for this one Whoa. was $32 million. The box office, $60.3 million. Uh, Flick Metrics gives this a score of 63. That is averaging out the tomato meter, the critics' tomato meter of 69. Um, the audience score of 71. The IMDb score of 70, Letterbox score of 68, and Meta score of 38. Are you you're making hand motions? I, I thought from like that's really low for Die Hard. Really? Oh wait, no, this no, is the other one. That's this next is, week. Oh yeah. That's, okay. Just keep your pants on. Okay, or put them back on. This is not Die Hard yet. All right. We only agreed that you could take them off for Die Hard. Okay. Okay. All right. Starring Bill Murray as Frank Cross. He was in Ghostbusters, Lost in Translation, and a couple other movies here and there. Uh, Karen Allen was Clara Phillips. She was in Raiders of the Lost Ark and Animal House. Um, how do you feel about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Do, do we want to talk about the... No, we don't want to talk about the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing and the... Oh, that thing? Marion I... thing and the... No, let's move on. No. Yeah, because I... <laughs> nope. No, no. Nope. No. <laughs> affect my nope. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, John Forsyth, who died in 2010, played Lou Hayward. He was in Charlie's Angels and Dynasty. John Glover played Bryce Cummings. He was in Smallville and Payback. Bobcat Goldthwaite was Elliot Loudermilk. He was in the Police Academy movies and Tapeheads. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I want to talk about the movie. Hey there, Rabbit. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> I can't do an impression of his voice. I, I do not like Bobcat oh. Goldthwaite. Well, no, I'm... He's okay in this movie. Just uh, I mean, it gets to be a little bit too much. Give him a job back. Now you're starting to sound like Bill Cosby. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. If happening. you want to give me my job back and uh, Jello pudding and the, um, pudding and <laughs> David Johansson pudding. played the Ghost of Christmas Past. He was in Let It Ride and Kick Ass. Carol Kane played the Ghost of Christmas Present. She was in The Princess Bride and Adam's Family Values. And Robert Mitchum, who died in 1997, played Preston Rhinelander. He was in North and South in Cape Fear. Here's the trailer, and we will be back in Uno Momento. 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. You can't show that commercial. That thing looked like a, the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. Ah! He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. 
What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! It's ghosts he hates. Like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You'd rather see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know this one? <laughs> Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day! This holiday season, see Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. I may work with the chicks, but not with me. All right, so we are here today for Scrooge. Let's start off with, I, I'm going to make an assumption. Marley was dead to begin, to begin with. with. There we go. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask the obvious question. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? No. No. Last year was the first time I'd seen this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Your recommendation at oh, okay. the... Then you're welcome. That's what I was... That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, this is I the second time I've ever seen the movie. I saw it for the welcome. first time last okay. year. Or maybe it was earlier this year. Okay. It might have been earlier this year was the first time I saw it. Sometime within the last 360-some days. You yes. saw this movie for the first time. Yes. Okay. So, what was it like? So, let's let's just stay with you for a minute then. What was it like to see this for the first time today, in 2018, 2017? I enjoyed the movie. I um, I am not. Sometimes I can be. Bah, humbug. Mm-hmm. Around this time of year, I don't necessarily actively seek out um, holiday movies, mm-hmm. Christmas movies. I've got we've got our go tos. There's a whole pantheon of Christmas movies that I've only seen parts and bits and pieces and all that. And then I think it was at our 200th where we did the best Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was Christmas. No. Like we did. Well, we did. We listed Christmas yeah. movies mm-hmm. at one of our yeah. uh, one of our Under the hundredth. Maybe. Yeah. And then Jeff, you guys were talking about Scrooge, and I just said, "Yeah, I've never seen that." And it's like, "Oh, you really like go out and see that. Like, make a point, or I'll bring it." Or, and so I saw it, and uh, yeah, I. I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Bill Murray. What else do you say? It, and I think he's just at his finest in this movie. Just the visual, the the looks, and the um, uh, the way he handled it, and uh, that role. I thought it brought a fun twist to the Scrooge thing, and um, I thought it was a really fun movie. Great use of Miles Davis with the cameo playing the Christmas tunes mm-hmm. on the street. That was that was pretty fun. Okay. But yeah. Now, when was the first time you saw this? Was it? Uh, As no a kid, idea. was it no many, idea. many moons ago? Yeah, I feel like okay. I, it's been so long since mm-hmm. I first watched this movie. Yeah. 
that it, I, I'll probably watch it a couple of times every mm-hmm. every Christmas season. That was my dad was always a big Bill Murray fan, so I know I saw this early on. I don't know how close to when it came out I saw it, but it would have been pretty early on. Like I, we probably either watched it on TV or we. I don't think we went to the theater to see it, but I remember watching this as a kid. Um, but yeah, I was always a big Bill Murray fan, so it, this one and Ghostbusters and a whole bunch of other 80s Bill Murray stuff would have been in the rotation in our house. But how does this kind of compare to, so of other versions that you've seen of the Scrooge story, how does this one compare for you? Like, do you think, does this one do a good job of kind of keeping that same heart behind the Scrooge story or I think so okay you know when, when you when you try to really remove the history of the story mm-hmm. and the consciousness of, of the actual story and and create the same themes but put it in an entirely different setting I think it does a really nice job of that um, you, you know the whole idea of, of redemption and having the ability to make those choices yourself to do the right thing for the sake of the right thing, doing the nice thing just for the sake of being nice is really, uh, I mean, it, it definitely comes through. You know, I mean, I, I so I assistant directed um, Christmas Carol at the Metropolis Theater for a number of years. So I really got to know the story, you know, inside and out. So I always look for the subtleties and how they handle different uh, different aspects of the story. And, um, you know, like this, like uh, when in the story, young Ebenezer, uh, his fiance breaks up with him because he's started to adore money and focus just on getting money. You know, it's the the part in Scrooge when that happens is he's is, is, uh, the character's focusing on his career. So you know, it's just like you know, finding okay, what are they going to use instead of money? What what is that that thing going to be? In this case, it's his career and it's climbing up that ladder as being the goal, as opposed to hoarding all of this money. It's just he's uh, this in this movie he's seeking power and. Yeah, and I, I think it. I definitely think it holds true to the themes of uh, Dickens' original work. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of that one scene in particular when they talk about how they ran the promo, and like the old lady had a heart attack or whatever it was, and it made me think of the line in Scrooge of, "Well, some people would rather die." Well, if the, they'd rather if die, they'd rather die, they, then they should they go ahead. Better to hurry up and do it. <laughs> decrease the surplus population. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's like it's all those nuances that if you don't really know the story, yeah. You're not going to pick up on on a lot of that, but like I said, for me, being familiar enough with with the story and and the stage adaptation that we used, which was very faithful to the book, it's fun for me to kind of just you know pick out all those moments like, oh, this is the part when this happens and this character represents this, or this moment represents this part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think the for each of the three ghosts? I mean, that's always a big part of the. Well, four ghosts, I guess, if you count the Jacob Marley character. Um, do you think that this does a good job of translating the idea, like staying faithful to the ghosts in the Scrooge in the original Christmas Carol story? Because I always think of the, 
you know, I always think of like the uh, Ghosts of Christmas Past is very much about history and very much about, you know, obviously things that you've done in the past and how that affects your future. And then I think of the Ghosts of Christmas Present as being a very, um, being kind of like the jovial spirit who is always living in the moment. And I, But then I think of this Ghost of Christmas Present. Sometimes I think of the Ghost of Christmas Present in this one, and she's just like all over the place. She's like so yeah. frantic. I'm like, I don't know if that to but me... But I think if they went with the traditional mm -hmm. interpretation of the ghost, it wouldn't match Bill Curry... Bill Curry. Bill Carey... Jesus. Jim Carey. Bill Murray's <laughs> character. Yeah. Because his interpretation of the Scrooge character mm -hmm. is very different. He's not right. old and stingy. He's he's an ass. Right. And he doesn't care who he steps on to get his way. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think the ghosts fit well so I with think, his... I think these ghosts fit better okay. with his with, with the interpretation of the Scrooge character. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think there was more you could have done with it. You know, like with past being the cab driver... You know, maybe the cab could have changed to a, a different look with each decade, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how has history changed, which is, you know, it's small potatoes to really pick on that. But I don't know, I think that, um, I think you had to change the personalities of the ghosts because a jovial present isn't going to match Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. it, it, it wouldn't make sense. You need someone that can go toe to toe with him and and keep up with him and and his and his sarcasm. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of talking, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of listening. I um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, in, in in a positive, I possibly read this. Um, I'm not as familiar with the source material as yourself. I mean, I've never directed the show, and if I read the book, it was a, it was a while ago. What are you doing with your life? What I don't know. Well, I never learned to read. Oh, okay. That's my problem. That makes sense. Um, so I guess I don't have the the depth of comparison. There's a Johnny so Cash I, movie. I'll show you later. Okay, that sounds good. So it, um, uh, I really liked hearing about that, and then how the ghosts related to <laughs> related to different aspects of Ebenezer Scrooge's. Um, Personality, right? It maybe, or did it relate to his person, or it just echoed how? Well, so I think in this adaptation of it, the the personality of the ghost had to change Got to meet to meet him, um, Bill Murray's Frank Cross character, because right. his character is a little bit different than the traditional Scrooge character. Yeah. Okay. So I get. Yeah, I don't quite have that breadth of knowledge to bring with it. I saw one of the movies back in the '30s. Was one of the other movies? Were you just a boy then. I was just a boy, just a lad, and uh, I just remember this guy in chains, and he'd scream, and then I mean mm -hmm. that was pretty. And then I saw the the animated one, um, and that always the Jim Carrey one. No, not Jim Carrey. This was like a Disney character. There the were Mickey, animals. Mickey Mouse. Was it Mickey's Christmas Carol? Possibly, where he ends up hanging at the, at the side of the ledge, and there's the fire coming up, trying to get him at the very end. I don't know. Um, I, so let's just say my experience with this is a passing experience. I know the story. I've seen a couple of the movies. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, uh, back to your original question before I just ramble on here. Back to your original question, does it hold up and does it have heart? I mean, I, I think it I think it conveyed the message in a modern sense. I mean, it didn't seem like, oh, what are they doing with it? I mean, I, I think the overall theme was there. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. I saw it. I saw it more from the standpoint of it, they really made it a vehicle for Bill Murray to shine. Um, 
I think that so much was reliant on him. Like, you know, the, can can you do the movie without Bill Murray? Well, I, I think that's kind of, would be kind of a silly question because it almost seems designed to bring aspects of his character and his mm-hmm. particular uh, acting and comedic style bring that out. And so, I think that, I think it did a nice job of showcasing that, but but keeping true to you know the original themes. I, I don't know if. In my limited experience, I don't know if this had necessarily the most heartwarming feel to it, if it had the most, you know, the purest moral message that either reading the book or seeing one of the other movies had, um, as opposed to just kind of letting Bill Murray's comedy come out within that role. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I think it was leaned a little bit more towards, man, Bill Murray's pretty funny in there. I mean, even the ending, you know, when the way he's handling the end and, and you know, I'm going to have this moment with everybody on screen and I'm just going to bear my soul and it's going to all be good. And even when we all, meanwhile, he's got the people in the booth hostage with the gun or the, the other guy does. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there, was, there was always that piece right there. It, it was more comedy than morality play or morality tale, mm-hmm. but but I don't I don't think that takes away from the movie. I, it was very enjoyable and it was it was funny. So does that mm-hmm. clarify the? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I thought was kind of interesting when I was reading up on this was this was um, I, I meant to go back and look, but I had read somewhere that this was the first movie that he had been in after Ghostbusters. Mm. Like he. He didn't make any more movies after '84, after Ghostbusters, um, and he had kind of walked away a little bit. I don't know if necessarily from acting in general, but just movies. Um, and so he kind of like coming back into this movie. It was like you hadn't been doing this for a while, so you know he he was feeling a little rusty in terms of acting in a in a big screen movie. So um, you know that I, I read a couple of things that he that this is not necessarily it. No, not necessarily that it's not his favorite movie, but he just didn't have a good experience working on the movie. Mm. Um, I guess he and Richard Donner didn't get, the director didn't really get along very well. I guess they both had different had ideas of what the movie and, uh, should be. And Little Shop. That's true, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. He, had, he had a little role, a small role in like more of a cameo in right. Little Shop. Right. I don't know that but he yeah, did anything else in terms of, of substance um, other yeah, than that. This yeah. is the next big film that really featured him as a a main character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, he he had taken a little bit of a break, and um, you know, and I guess he had some demands that he and Richard Donner kind of butted heads over a little bit. He wanted to expand the kind of romantic story with Claire, um, which I thought was great. I mean, I like that part of the movie. There's obviously more of that than there is in the original um, Christmas Carol story, mm-hmm. but. I really I liked their relationship. I liked I thought that was a good match was Karen Allen and and Bill Murray. You know, sometimes I worry about Bill Murray as a comedian. Can he really do the the like love story relationship part of it or is he just too goofy? Um, but I thought I thought this one I thought he did really well. With, yeah, I so. thought that and I thought Ghostbusters. I right. thought he was, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah. So I sometimes wonder if actors like that can they do the romantic part as well as they can do the, the funny. Um, yeah, speaking yeah, of romantic, speaking yeah, of, yeah, speaking yeah, of speaking not being funny. able to do the romantic as well as the funny, how you doing? Wait, what's oh, yeah. Good. How you doing? Are you are you playing the stupid game? No. Want to silence that, please? We're doing a recording here. So so Scrooged. How do you feel about Scrooged? This is Dennis, everybody. Dennis, at one point in time, used to be a co-host on our show. 
And then, and the chill just came in the room a little bit. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Filthy animal. Um, so uh, Dennis is back. Dennis is Dennis. <laughs> I was unavoidably detained. Uh-huh. Yeah. How's your brush? <laughs> oh, uh, $119 is better. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so, Scrooged. $119. How do you feel about Scrooged? I love Scrooge, man. Yeah. Did you? I'm, I'm assuming he's the only one that only saw it recently, but. Oh. Um, did he? I'm assuming he's seen assuming. it or no? Earlier this year. That's your, the first um, time you've only seen it. Yeah. I, I just said, real quick, um, I don't see a lot of holiday movies. Okay. So I just never got around to it. <laughs> I totally, like, caved. I was going to get a drink and somehow fries were only a dollar. Let me help you. <laughs> the marketing worked. Uh huh. Thank you, Wendy's. Mm -hmm. Anyway, take yeah, take what you want. Because yeah. I don't want to eat all. Well, in that case. <laughs> uh huh. Wait. Um, <laughs> did you see this in the theater when it came out? Or? No. Okay. Saw it on VHS, I believe, a long time ago, back in then. Because what year was this? It was '88. '88. Right? Oh, something. Like, yeah, sorry, '88. So I was. Um, at the podcast, we talk about movies that are 30 years old. <laughs> I, 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 I just, <laughs> That's our gimmick. That's our book. Oh, it's he's, been a while. I know if things change. Just give him, give him, he's not a math teacher. Just give him a break. I didn't know if things changed. I thought maybe we were the 40 or 50. I don't know. No idea. It's great with camera angles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get all technical. <laughs> the Dutch angles and the, you know. Anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, that's a real camera angle, okay? I'm just, Dutch oven? I'm just gonna come right out and say oh, that, that, that I turned up at this movie. You did? I did. Yeah. When the little boy, because when a little boy, you're waiting for the whole thing, when he comes out and the little kid just, maybe it's the actor. Oh, absolutely. So he just comes out and he says that, man, how could you not like your oven at that point? It's just, it's such a good moment. I don't cry at sad things, I cry at like happy things mm -hmm. in movies. And when he comes out and he does that, and I think Bill Murray's response, and then even just I remember like them getting into the crowd, no, this side of the theater, mm -hmm. like it would have been cool to see that in the theater, to be in the theater, yeah. Because would you would people have responded? Would yeah, they? Right. It would have been great if they did. Phoebe Seymour, you the guy that's talking about Seymour, Phoebe Seymour, yeah. Um, so no, Scrooge, I thought it was well done. I, I I've always loved that movie. Cool. One of my favorites for holidays. Like I think it's good. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the the three ghosts, and we said the three ghosts are different because they have to be different based on Bill Murray's performance and how different they're different from the, the traditional understanding of right. the ghosts. Right. Because Frank Cross is a different yeah. take, much different personality than the tra uh, traditional Ebenezer. Yes. So is the ghost of Christmas Future not different enough? I don't think there's a, any way that you can. Because I'm really trying to I'm trying to think make, of all those Scrooge stories. Different. Right, I'm trying to think of all the Scrooge stories, and it's almost always the Grim Reaper type character. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, any man's future is death. Mm -hmm. So why not have, yeah. you know, it's got to be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. You have the added bonus of the face being a TV screen and the creepy little ghoulish yes. things yeah. when he opened up. Coming his, when he opened I, that thing. terrified me as a kid. Yeah, it did. It was, it was, it was creepy. Yeah, he opened it up yeah. and the little yeah. faces are yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. When we, uh, <clears throat> when I worked on the show at Metropolis, one of the things that we always faced was how do we make death different? We don't. We, mm -hmm. we want it to be right. something different every year. Mm -hmm. We don't want you know. Even though we use the same adaptation every year, yeah. we try to come up with new ways to do things. And death was one of the characters we looked at. And said, "What can we do differently? How can, how can we give the audience a different surprise with this character?" Yeah. But a lot of times it went to the some sort of Grim Reaper type. Okay. Did you ever come up with anything that you felt like was different enough? Um, one, one of the things we did was a statue. So the, the like Scrooge's 
in the graveyard near Scrooge's grave was a statue of, you know, it's on a monument or something. Mm -hmm. And earlier in, in the scene or two earlier, you know, we had a mannequin wearing that costume or whatever, and then gets pulled off stage, and then an actor gets into that costume, assumes the same pose, gets wheeled on stage, and all of a sudden is screwed, just like cowering, you know, this mannequin starts to just come to life and move mm -hmm. and cool. just points, doesn't say anything, mm -hmm. just, you know, look over here and look over here sort of thing, which was really, really eerie. Mm -hmm. And it really made people uncomfortable, which you mm -hmm. want out of which you do. that yeah. ghost. Yeah, you don't want it to be a comfortable thing. Like, oh I, well, death is my future, but you know, right? He's fun. Yeah, I love how people will take kids to a showing of a Christmas Carol, even like little tiny kids, not realizing that we'll go and hold on. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's, there's there's ghosts here. It's going to get dark. Uh, it's going to get dark, and because we went to um, the Drury Lane Theater. Mm -hmm. Did a production of it a couple years ago. I think they do one every year, but a couple years ago we went and there was, I mean, the first, the, the Jacob Marley character was, I mean, that, that was kind of creepy to begin with. And, but the moment that first, the moment his character came out and there were flashing lights and thunder and lightning on stage and everything else and, and all the smoke and it just all of a sudden you could, you couldn't tell for a little bit how many kids were in the theater and then just all of a sudden simultaneously a whole bunch of toddlers. <sighs> you just hear kids start screaming and crying like, Okay, folks, maybe don't right. bring your really tiny kids. Because yeah. my seven-year-old, and you know, my son was fine, but my seven-year-old daughter, like, she's freaking out. So maybe that's a little young. Actually, in that production, they the, the centerpiece on the stage was uh, Scrooge's bed. And they kind of, they would turn mm -hmm. it around, and it had another set piece on the back of it. And, and at one point, I think it was for the Ghost of Christmas Future, um, he's getting up out of bed thinking, oh, well, you know, two ghosts came, I must be done. And I think a hand reaches out from under the bed. The entire theater screamed. <laughs> the entire, including myself. <laughs> the entire theater screamed when that hand just flew out. Of the, I think the, all the lights turned green when it happened and all kinds of mm -hmm. other stuff. But it's a freaky play. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great morality tale, but it gets dark. Yeah, and it's not. It's not happy mm -hmm. for for a lot of it. Yeah, you know when you start going back in Scrooge's history, mm -hmm. and even before the the heartbreak of his fiance breaking up with him, you look back to when he was a kid at boarding school, school. Yeah. and his mm -hmm. dad refused to let him come home, mm -hmm. and he just had to be at boarding school by himself for the two or three week school recess until kids came back until finally his sister at one point said okay dad said you can come home now like that's really tragic i wish that would get explored more well in, i think of in, that whenever in, i mean in, at least in, in this movie he got some feel what's that at least in this movie he got some feel yeah i think any i mean i always i do think of that movie i think that i think just that the not the movie but any of the movie versions and the play version and everything else that story of that is that is an interesting backstory because when you see that, uh, to me, it kind of explains how somebody, because you go, wait, but he was such a nice young guy, and he had this yeah. girl, and he was da 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 da. How did he turn into this at the end? Yeah. Early on, you And it makes you see when you run people. into other people in the world like that, they have their screwed story somewhere. Somewhere something happened to them, and some, or over the years, they became jaded and angry, yeah, bitter people. People are not to trust and To trust anything and just be out for the, yeah. So, I mean, so it sort of helps you navigate, and I think that's why it is such a classic tale that can be retold over and over, and you can always use that reminder. So, to me, it works mm -hmm. really well. But um, with this, you know, back to the, the particular, even like just, the Hermit piece, like, 
and just Bill Murray's performance. I don't know what you all talked about before already before I got it, but I'm just saying like her, I think it's another good example of how Bill Murray could do both sides very much like a a Robin Williams very much because there are moments in this where he's very serious and very mm-hmm. it gets like yeah. there's no comedy here. Yeah, like, that, her, that Herman uh, part. Yeah. Is, the Herman part al- is heartbreaking. It's almost shocking yeah. because yes. it comes out of nowhere. Right? Yes. And that and he's so so there's parts in there where it's like he really like pulled out like I mean like was able to go the acting spectrum from one side to the other and, and, it, and it worked really well. The only one of the things that and this is really nitpicky for me. Talk but, to me, Herman. Talk, wasn't it like talk to me, Herman? Wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. When he starts interacting with uh, Future, mm-hmm. he is still for my for my liking. Still a little bit too snarky, a little bit too sarcastic. Like the the switch to becoming more humble yeah. doesn't really land because he's not humble enough when he meets future. Right. Almost as if he hadn't gotten enough out of uh, past and present. Yeah. Well, he has. Like like by the time he meets future, though, he should be a little bit more prepared to see what um, what future is going to show him, and instead he's still. <clears throat> just joking around, class clown, very sarcastic. It almost doesn't, and so maybe that fits in with putting more emphasis on the love story part of it. It almost doesn't click until he sees that Claire has changed and become more like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that that's almost when it clicks for him. But you're right, like in the most mm-hmm. of the traditional stories, by the time he gets to Christmas Future, it's... He's already got it. He's like, yep, I got it. I, you don't really need like, to show me anymore. I don't want to see this, like, but oh, I know. Nope, I have it. to see this. We're going to show it to you anyway. And Yeah, it's the icing on the cake. But I think this time, it wasn't until he saw Claire change when he sees her in the, I think she's in the restaurant with the other women. Yeah. And she's, she makes a comment. She, some does, those, she makes some comments. Like, so glad. Someone once told me to right. she's all, know, yeah. scrape, scrape off the... Yeah. Scrape off your shoe or something. Scrape the barnacles or something like that. The barnacles. I don't know. On your shoe? Well, that was shoe. something off your, your shoe, wasn't it? Has your shoe been out to sea? What are you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's been on Pat's boat. But not in the back. No. But Mark. see, I don't know. In some ways, though, I like that. I don't know. I mean... Like, it, it still works. Because it's but, hard for a person to change that quickly. Sometimes I always get upset with stories we've talked about, like, you know, mm-hmm. Batman, you know, going to kill Superman. All of a sudden, they mention Martha, and all of a sudden, they're best friends. Like, anytime it's too quick of a transition. Anybody seen Creed yet? Um, Creed 2. Yeah, you know, with, with, uh, there's a little bit of a, a shift there at the end. But anyway, um, it's the one of those things. Well, thanks one of those, for saying me to tell. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you. You don't no, know what I'm talking about. But I'm, yeah, I don't. But I'm like, anytime there's a, pe- people will often bring up, like, well, this happened too fast. Drago gives Rocky a hug and says he's sorry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how'd you, you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, they, uh, they I, I'm okay with it not being so. And I think that that is really the one thing that would push his button to change more and really be serious to show that this other person who we love so deeply mm-hmm. and is buried under all that. Is now turned into him, and what better revelation to make him change is that moment where, okay, like in other words, he can give up on himself, but how dare I? Like, oh my God, that was the one person in this world who was so perfect and so such a beautiful soul and light and giving. Right, and no, that I, she's become like I, that. That would be I the totally one thing that, that almost just, is like the. I just don't feel like he was humble enough before future, and or in the presence of future. Because he's still thinking about himself, though, right? A lot up until there, so right. I think I just, he could be smart. It just, it just didn't land right. Yeah. That's all. And then same thing with that whole part at the end, which is hilarious when he's out and he shows up at the end and he's, wow, you know, and it just felt, feels too much like rambling, almost like he's improving because mm-hmm. he's got to fill time. 
I just, it feels a, just a little all over the place. So I wish it was just a little bit more well, and that, cohesive. With and it. I think that was my point when I was saying that it's it. The morals were there, and it, it, it hit home for me. You know what I know of the, the uh, Ebenezer Scrooge story, but it still seemed like a, a vehicle for Bill Murray. Maybe whether to show off his act. Well, like, and you brought up a good point. It showed the the range. breadth of his skill, the range. But then it also, like the end, it seemed like a hey, let's let Bill Murray. Just let's turn him loose. That's yeah, what they did. Oh, I could see that not being scripted. Just like Bill Murray go, you got like ten minutes. Yeah, and it was. Up. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Right? yeah. But I mean, so maybe they just expected the audience was to bring in the prior knowledge of the story mm-hmm. so that they could get yeah. away with letting Bill Murray just sort of go off. But to me, it was just like, you know, wh- where is this going? What direction is, is this taking? But again, it's very nitpicky. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. No, because I think in some ways I think the rambling worked because I, I think that... And I sing along at the end at my mom, mm-hmm. like, oh. yeah. I think the rambling works at the end in a way because, you know, if you had a guy who'd just been through this and has just changed, you're almost going to be a rambling fool lunatic like you have this new lease on life and you don't know where to start. So it's like, oh, like, you know, just stuff is just pouring out. I can see that. But, so do we have a favorite scene or a favorite quote from this one? Mm. You put Miles Davis in a movie, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Anything with Miles Davis. Yeah, I was a pretty big fan of Miles Davis. So when and when he was in there, and then all of a sudden it panned through the fur. When I saw it earlier this year for the first time, I was, whoa, wait, 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 hang on, reverse. Wow, he's really in there. That's pretty cool. So I'm just looking at quotes right now. Like nothing stands out to me as being a a quintessential quote from the movie. There's got to be some that. I think when he does, or was it? Because I, I haven't seen that one as recently, but um, oh, Charlie, he starts doing the imitation of somebody. Um, to the, to all the homeless people want him to do an oh, imitation yeah, yeah, of. Uh, yeah. Is it Bert? Mm-hmm. Or no, is it? Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, is I it forget. Four or five. Yeah, he just starts Richard, talking like Richard Burton. Richard, Burton. Yeah, Richard yes. Burton. There yeah. you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I think Bill Murray's is is funny just by the looks that he throws or the glances or the I mean it's just funny to watch him you know like he'll say things but it's like how he'll react and how he'll take something in a direction that either the character in the story or you as the the audience member you didn't expect it to go that direction mm-hmm. but he'll 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 go with it and I wish I could be more specific but it's just fun watching him mm-hmm. you know watching it yes did you talk Bobcat yet or no they John, tried. They tried to do their best Bobcat impersonation. John's been I'm waiting to talk about Bobcat yeah. because he loves him mm. so. Oh, much. I think yeah. in this movie though, I think he's. I'm think fine with him in this movie. I know you can't stand I other things, but I think this. Least 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 I'm all sunny in He's got the. He says something in the booth. That's one of my favorite quotes. I forgot it was. It was the one where he's in the court in the booth. Hello, you rascally rabbit. Yeah, that was good too. That's it. I do like the part when the census lady comes around. And he's there, like they're standing next to the carpenters, and he's he's like, but I he's like I want to see you. like she's got the dress on, and you can see her nipples over the top of the dress. He's like, I want to see her nipples. I want but to this see is her a Christmas show. Well, I'm sure Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples. And then the carpenter guy walks by. Yeah, you can barely see them nipples. He's like, see, and these guys are really looking. <laughs> yeah, that's a stapling this stuff to the yes. St- st- I think it's the, the antlers to the mouses. Stapling. Have you tried stapling it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see, and when they show shots of his office, that has a definition of cross? Yes. So his last name is Cross. <laughs> yeah. It says a cross, a thing you hang people from. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm. That's funny. <laughs> There's the, oh. we're talking about the, the book with the, 
transitions. Yeah. <laughs> Try this one. So it'll make somebody bark like a dog. Yeah, his his. How do you mind that? <laughs> Actually, somebody on Twitter yeah. this morning, um, somebody who who follows our account and retweets a lot of our stuff, um, uh, Gidget Von Larue from yeah. another podcast. Um, she put up a picture this morning and it was the Kama Sutra book. And she said, what 80s movie is this in? And I'm like, tweet, tweet, I know, I know what it is. Nice. Yeah, his, his reaction to that was good. And just how we can play off things that are, you know, and, and you, you wish you could, he can roll with the punches real well. His characters always can. And it's believable, it's plausible. And it, he can roll things into a joke and just, even like a scene like that, which, you know, someone gives you that for, Holidays, yeah, I might be might be kind of like, well, how are we going to react to that? But you know, his way of just reacting with humor was was entertaining. That was fun. The Madeline, it, is it Mad, um, What's the 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 ghost the, the toaster? Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, yeah, what's Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Carol, Carol Kane. I'm like, yeah, just I think she's great. There were just yeah. the lines between them two back and forth, and the and the poking in the eyes. Mm-hmm. She she goes. She can go. Carol Kane can go toe to toe with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never mind a movie. Like yeah. she could go toe to toe with him, but she understands. She understands the purpose for a character like that. It's the same thing in Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. She understands her role in the Princess Bride, being with Billy Crystal. She gets what that character is supposed to be, and she does it so well. Are we ready for five questions? I'm ready. All right. That's that's a resounding guess. My soul is prepared. <laughs> How's yours? How is it? Asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response... Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. 30 seconds for your response. Five questions. Starting with question number one, what's the worst cab ride you've ever taken? This could also include public transportation if you want, but worst cab ride you've ever taken. I'm going to start with Jeff. Ready, Jeff? Go. Worst cab ride would be from the port of Miami to the Miami airport. The cab smelled bad, and we would have gotten another one. However, we were we had two cabs, and the first one had already left, so we didn't want to lose the rest of the group, so we had no choice but to take this awful cab. The driver didn't really know where he was going. He was, you know, red lights were just a suggestion to him, mm-hmm. so we thought we could die at any given moment. But yeah, that was a that was a pretty awful cab ride. Nice. Done. Fat. I got nothing. Have you kind of? I I got. I really got nothing. I I don't. I don't reject the question. You might have to come back. Are you too good for cabs? No. Transportation. What is that? I've I've ridden in cabs. I've ridden in. But it's just people trying to earn a living. So really, can we come down on them and tell them what they're doing is bad? No. No. I. I got nothing. Like I've ridden in cabs around the world, and I got nothing. Okay. It's no bragger. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing. He's trying to tell us he's too good for us. He doesn't have to tell us. We already know. Oh, I know that. Joke's on you. Yeah. All right, well, your time's up. Yeah. Dennis. 
Worst cab uh, ride or public transportation you've ever taken? 30 seconds. I don't know if I have the word. Lacerda similar to him, but I would say it's it was the worst probably for the other people. And the thing, when we were at Washington, D.C., this is with uh, other teachers, Jason, Anna Grove, former mm-hmm. principal, and, yeah. and a bunch of uh, Brenda. And uh, for me, it wasn't that bad, but I know for them it was. So in a way, it, I, I got the front seat because I was the mm-hmm. tallest person. So I got oh, to talk yeah. to the cat taxi driver. But they were packed in the... In the in the back seat, four of them, and you had four people all talking, and it was just a lot of times we didn't know where we were going because we were going from the whatever the Gaylord Hotel to something else and back, and, and it was just a daily trip because we we had to pack everybody in, otherwise we had to pay for two cabs, and we weren't going to do that. It would have cost a lot more to go where we're going back and forth. So every day getting into that cat taxi was all the complaining and the and all everything that went on. So it wasn't really it was a comical. Not so bad experience for me, but definitely as a whole, it was, I would probably say that was probably my most rem- memorable taxi. Okay, ride. all right. As usual, give Dennis 30 seconds, he talks for a minute. You're supposed um, to stop me at 30. I, yeah, right. So you used up your 30 for the next one. It was only, yeah, you well, I saw it was only five seconds over. No, it, no, it was a minute. It was a full minute. That was his 30 seconds, and then my 36 seconds. Whatever. Um, I, my answer is going to be real short and say any cab ride I took in Italy. Really? It was, I just remember, I was a kid. The and cars we were, don't do I, well in Venice. No. It, well, we weren't in Venice. We were in Milan. Um, and it just was, mm, it, it was kind of like the cab ride in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Just like, what? we were all over the place. And I, I feel like lost. at one point, we might have taken a shortcut through the park somewhere. And, so yeah. were people lost or did, were they just? No, it just, the drivers were crazy. Driving is aggressive. Just absolutely aggressive, crazy driving, and and my normally my dad would be the person like sitting in the front seat of the cab, being like, "This is awesome." Even my dad was like, "Oh my god, oh my god." So, yeah, he went on the time, but he stopped it at twenty three. So he gets to stop it on his own. He, he stopped it on twenty three, and he talked for another thirty seconds after. That's right. Oh, wow, so it was still, too. So it was still quicker than yours. <laughs> well, you're, you, somebody go that boat. Still quicker than yours. All right. Favorite movie or TV show to watch at Christmas time? Uh, I slightly reject the question. You could have more. Than I can't times. pick just one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Elf, Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, Charlie Brown Christmas, and the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's a did you say pick one? I, I did say pick one. I can't pick one. Okay. <laughs> it's a stupid premise for any question that John asks. Uh huh. Well, I did. I'm plus I, others, but I, I invited other people to come up with questions, and no one did. So. Mm-hmm. Is this part of past 30 seconds? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, he doesn't watch holiday movies, so he doesn't have an answer. Well, that's true. That's all right. All right, Pat, what do you got? He's got nothing. I think the... Movie or the, TV show to watch at Christmas time. The, the best movie, the National it, it doesn't. Christmas. It doesn't have to be even a Christmas movie. Favorite movie or TV show to watch at Christmas time. Is there one that you mm-hmm. like, always your family watches this time of well, year? Was, or? My family, we always did National Lampoon. Okay. Some, and Christmas Story as well, but National Lampoon was always the one. And I can't wait till the kids are old enough. I can't we, wait till we, we talk about that, that next year. Mm-hmm. I know that that was just the classic. We, st- I mean, it's it's like that with the family. We quote. My brother came dressed as Uncle Eddie one Christmas. Nice. I mean, it really just that's that's the the Christmas movie. Nice. All right, Dennis. Uh, uh, Christmas Story, the one with Red Ryder being on. Yeah. Just, right. Bam, three I seconds, done, baby. So I take that 27 seconds I can't eat that. It's off. smiling at me. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the other day because we were watching like some kind of, of a cooking show. <laughs> we were watching a cooking show, and I realized I've never had duck before. Hmm. I've never had duck. So it's I'm very gamey. Have, that's what I've heard. So, yeah. You want to think it's like chicken, but it is not. Not like chicken? I like 
And that's a movie that you can just quote so much all the way through, oh, yeah. like, like by heart. That's, like every that's Sharon's favorite movie of all time. You've got to take her to the house. I know. At least I haven't gone yet. Gotta just go. outside of Cleveland. Yeah. Um, or like chipmunks. <laughs> I, at one point, I almost bought her a leg lamp a couple of Christmases ago, but she told me not to. It's so. a lamp. It's a major award. It's a major award. Major award. Fragile. Fragile. It must be Italian. It's a bowling alley. Um, all right. So this one, uh, favorite take on the Scrooge story. So. Did you answer the? Did I answer the movie one? No, actually, I didn't answer the Christmas well, one. Um, I will say favorite TV show to watch at Christmas time. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. After that one. So good. Mm-hmm. That and a, a, close... a movie though. You said movie or a TV show? Oh, it could be either. Yeah, a TV show right there. Uh, Muppet Family Christmas. I know Muppet Family Muppet Christmas Carol would be my well, other one. Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet, Muppet Family, Family Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I think I like Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol better than Muppet Family Christmas. Should I go flag in? Oh, oh is, is Bo here? Yeah. He yeah. Said yeah. Said yeah. Said five. <laughs> said five. So should go let Bo in. <laughs> I didn't know he was here yet. Oh, hey, Bo's here. Um, yeah, so I think I'd go either Christmas Vacation or Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, favorite take on the Scrooge story? I've never heard of that one. I'm going to go, well, so Muppet's Christmas Carol is a lot of fun. Yes. I really appreciate how the Disney Christmas, or Disney Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey mm-hmm. is very faithful to the source material. I still have never seen that one. Mm. Um, and then I... I I like the uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. Which was a very slight mm-hmm. adaptation of the story. Yeah. But there you go. All right. That's what I got. That's. Uh, I mean, Scrooge is, when you say take out, you mean like version of it? A version of the Scrooge. So not necessarily story. like yeah. a different twist on it, but like, okay. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name Maybe of the main like the guy. George. The one that we used to watch was always on um, George, C. George Scott. C. Scott. It wasn't George C. Scott. No, it was the one. Was that uh, awful Jason Alexander. It was one? the Alistair Sim, I think. Oh, Alistair Sim. That's it. It was the one that was always on Fraser Thomas's Sunday classic. So I remember just every okay. winter we get the popcorn. It'd be a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. That show would come on Fraser Thomas, whatever classics, and uh, and that was the one where they slip on the ice, go skating on the ice, and all that like that. The snowball. I always remember the snowball scene where he gets hit with the where they throw the snowballs. Um, so that was probably my favorite. Okay. I think, and maybe that's just nostalgia there too. But nice. Henry Winkler one was interesting. Hey, Bo. Hello. How are you doing? That. Never saw the Henry Winkler one. I don't think, hey, I don't think I've seen it. Henry that. Winkler. Christmas, Christmas Carol. Think I have you? Yeah. I love. Like I watch seven or eight different Christmas Some carols. For you guys to watch. So there's a Henry Winkler. Hey. 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 That's right. <laughs> I love all versions of Christmas Carol. I probably have three recorded on my DVR right now. It might have been made for TV, but I'm not sure. Well, so that's the question we're on right now, is favorite take on the uh, Scrooge story. Ooh. Okay. So this is going to shock everybody. Sure. Patrick Stewart. The Patrick Stewart TNT version yeah, might be my absolute favorite. Shocking. Really? Except. There's a, right. There's a, there's a, there's a contender in the clubhouse that I've seen recently that I had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. It's animated, but in a different style of animation that I can't really explain. It's called Christmas Carol the Movie. And it, what I love about it is it sort of delves into more of the... Um, like Santa Claus the Movie? Yeah, right. It delves more into the 
deader part of Scrooge in, in a way that no other does. And it's been too long since I've read the freaking book, which is really the problem. So I can't tell you if this means it is more true. So Christmas Carol, the movie, is a 2001 British live action slash animated film? That one. Huh. Okay. Simon Callow, Kate Winslet. That's the one. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yep. That is my my contender for possible... I'm not saying it's better than the Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. one, but it's up there. It's really good. Huh. Because it explores a different part of it. They spend a lot more time on people who owe him money mm-hmm. and how him being how he is affects them, not just on the Bob Cratchit story, hmm. which is interesting. Mm. It's a different take. Okay. The Kelsey Grammer, Jason Alexander one, I could do without. Awful. <laughs> it is absolutely... Just I, I want to like it because it doesn't make him do the music. I think and so. I mean, like, I want to like it. But it's just awful. It really is. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Do you have a favorite take on the Scrooge story? Maybe, uh, maybe the original mm-hmm. one. The original movie made back in the 1800s? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. Maybe I like that one. I, uh, okay, wait, so but wait, if you're talking about original movies, do you mean Alistair Sim, Reginald Owen, or... No, sorry. 1938 uh, 38 must be... I think that's Reginald Owen. Black and white, where he goes to the door and then the guys that... He turns into the face, and then the guy is always screaming in the chains. Yes. Yeah. I remember watching with my dad grab... I got about ten minutes into it, and then I... <laughs> I just saw... I think it's the original Owen one that I just watched. But you know what? I love Patrick Stewart, so maybe I'll just take I'll take the record. Like I'll see that. You should check out the Patrick Stewart the, one. That's a good is one. that the one? I think so. Yeah, that's Reg- That's the original Owen one. I oh, think yeah. I've this, seen is this. Wait, which one's the right? This one, right? That's yes. the only one. I, yeah. That's the one that I was talking about. Okay. So that okay. That's the Alistair Sim is the musical, one. right? Yes. Yeah. Well, Alistair yeah. Sim is in two. This is where he's dragging all the chains. There's one. There's a music. Yeah. There's one where it's a musical. And I remember that, yeah. I think Alistair Sim. Those are probably the two that were like staples every year. And then here's the Alistair Sim one. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's not the And the other one that I've seen a ton of. Oh, wait, what about the. George C. Scott. George C. Scott. This is a classic. No, and there's another. um, I think Alistair Sim, original Owen, one of them is in two, Hmm. which is. Weird, but Who's the, one I'm gonna for mine. I'm gonna go Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, a, I like that one. A classic, Back on track. a modern classic. Albert sure. Finney, is there an Albert? Oh Finney? yes, that's the one. Well the done. Musical. That's yes. Albert Finney. Oh, okay. Well done. I've seen that one. Yes. Oh, that's a good one too. I gotta see the Muppet. I literally the Muppet songs in that one. Do you need a copy? Everything that's been mentioned here, except the Henry Winkler one, because now I have to track that one down. All the ones we've mentioned, I will watch in a Christmas season. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Good. That's awesome. Like, I love this story. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Can't explain it. Yeah. Because you hope to redeem your life one day. I think that's it. Yeah. I realize how much of a horrible yes. human being I am. We're all together for the first time in how long? I know. What a special moment. Together. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Can I forget something, little man? <laughs> Feed me, Seymour! <laughs> Feed me. Bless us. So, everyone. thank you, Tiny Dennis. <laughs> hey. So, little Cratchit will not only jump up and run around the room, he will <laughs> jump up and be Mary Lorette, who will do flips across the room. Do one of these, backwards into one of these. <laughs> I get at the opening thing with the, with the with, where it's like the action movie and Santa Claus is getting. Oh, yeah, like, majors, yes. Woof. <laughs> 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 Only Lee Majors can <laughs> save him. <laughs> the night the reindeer died. I want to. By the way, I want to see that movie. I know. I mean, I know. Has All anyone? Right. Has everyone at least seen the night they saved Christmas? The oh one my that, God, that, I love that movie. Right. No. 
Talk about it. hard to find. I, exactly. All you guys give me a hard time about being Bah Humbug. That you got to see the night they say Christmas. No, what in the hell are you talking about? I said I'm Bah Humbug. Well, you well, so yeah, now you're trying to blame on giving us. I know that's what I'm talking about. I'm not here. I don't know what's going on. I'm talking about. I'm not giving you a hard time. Talking to myself. All right. Question four. Favorite Bill Murray movie? Oh, unfair. Totally unfair. But I gotta go with. I narrowed it down to three. Does that count? I've got two, <laughs> so I'm with you. As a as a as the main actor? No, not necessarily. Okay. See, that's Ooh. so awesome. Oh, right? <laughs> that's not cool at all. We shouldn't I, be allowed to. You're using up for thirty seconds. I gotta go with Ghostbusters. It's okay. not. It's cheap and easy, but eh, it's the easy. Yeah. It's in good company. It is. <laughs> Jeff. I had Ghostbusters top of the list, uh -huh. but Groundhog Day and What About Bob? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, well, I'm going to wait for the other two I had because I'm sure they're about to come out. And it might be a surprise. Okay. I'm worried that you might steal mine now. But. Uh oh. But Ghostbusters is, is like so far up there that you just yeah. have to say it. That was my first experience but with just, Bill Murray movie. Yeah. yeah. But for contrast, I'll throw in Stripes. Think that was on mine. That was, that was one of my top Okay, three. so we can at I least throw it out there. But, oh, my God. Like, yeah. This is one of those, like, it was a... Stripes was the basis of a lot of my passwords when I was in high school. Okay. <laughs> that movie and those characters, it was just something I knew. So I was like, Lighten okay, up, Francis. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know how to get into Bo's accounts? Well, he, if you can still I mean, find those accounts, oh, okay. go for it. So your, your MySpace account? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Stuff like that, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to is be... It your, is it your Angel Fire website? That's is it. that what it's... GeoCities, baby. Geo Come on. Cities? Okay. The original OG right there. There you go. There you go. I would love to say something like Life Aquatic with Steve Zizzo. I mean, I'd like to be that yeah. guy. I just don't know those movies as well in Ghostbusters yeah. or Stripes. Moonrise I mean, Kingdom. Stripes is so good. Is that going to be yours, Moonrise Kingdom? No. Okay. All right. What's your solution? Um, that's actually one of mine. Garfield? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Stripes. Yeah, Stripes is one. And but then the other one that I don't think anybody would have mentioned, I'm, I'm going to also say Meatballs. Okay. Good one! I thought about oh. it. I did, I, I, There's something about meatballs that just has. The, I think about meatballs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, meatloaf. Sorry, meatballs. meatballs. For for side, I, I, Kingpin was in there too. Starting the last things, zombie there, and the zombie land was so zombie better. Yeah. What That's why I said about that a couple weeks ago. Not main that actors, but Candy Shack. Well, and that was my, my, my number two was go in there too. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. That's a stupid question. <laughs> I don't like this is. game. I, I was going to say Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, Stripes. Top three. And I could easily fill out the top five if you gave me two, another minute. Yeah. Since everybody else has said Ghostbusters, I was going to say, uh, ask my two or three. Ghostbusters 2? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I like Ghostbusters 2, but no. Well, well it's, you're uh, the one. Yeah, I'm the one that... It's fun, but that's about it. Every, just want you to know, everything you're doing... The joyfulness is over. Everything you're doing is wrong. I just want you to know this. He is me. <laughs> Command me, Lord. I've been the best character. In the I've world worked with better. He's so but not many. But not many. <laughs> um, I would have said Caddyshack. I would have said Zombieland, and I also would have said Lost in Translation. I do like that. Uh, Lost in Translation. Fantastic movie. Yeah. I've never oh seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. You should you're, see that. It's you're going to have to watch it twice. Quick yep. change because I'll, something's going to get lost change. in translation. No, the first time you, if you're like, like that, you may focus time? way too much on really Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and then that's you King watch it a second time and realize Bill Murray's in the movie too. No, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. All right. So finally, fifth question. If you could revisit any Christmas memory from your life, what would it be? Yeah, he is, right? Any Christmas movie from your life? Oh, you're up. Wait, what was the question? Any Christmas memory from your life that you could revisit? 
what would it be? If you could go back and watch a Christmas memory of yours, I would, I'll go ahead and do mine. I would go Please. head back and watch the Christmas when I got all the Star Wars toys. Like I got Solid. X-Wing, I got, I think I got the Ewok Village, I got the Jabba the Hutt playset, I got a bunch of action figures. I would go back to that one. Christmas And then I would memory. beat my young self up and take them and bring them back to the future. Wow, I got <laughs> it's a cruise. It's a screwed story. It gets dark. Okay. Um. Wow. Christmases are so crazy in my family because we have a big family, so there's just people everywhere. There was, you know, what there was a Christmas we spent in Indiana with my cousins. That was really cool. Um, it's my dad's side of the family. People that we don't always get together with. His family's a lot more far-flung than my mom's. I mean, we're talking Alaska, California, just all over New York at the time. So everybody showed up. It's probably the last time we were all in one room. So there we go. Nice. Jack? Uh, Ten years old when I went to Disney World for the first time. Nice. Ah, very nice. My, so my grandmother, her birthday was Christmas Day. Oh, okay. And she had passed. My grandmother's in, Halloween. So. Uh, August of that year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my my thought my folks thought that this would be a really great way to for myself and my older brother at the time to make sure we're we're staying positive and staying happy and just doing some fun things while still remembering grandma. But mm -hmm. so yeah, they took us for Christmas that year too. Nice. In 1988. Nice. To go see to go down to the Magic Kingdom nice. and. Epcot. Those are the only parks there at the time. Was your grandma a Disney fan, or were they just coming up? I don't even know. We're just gonna do something fun. I don't though. think. So. I, I, okay. I don't think she was. I don't think she hated Disney. I, don't right. think, I just yeah. don't think it was a thing she uh, cared that much about. Okay. But I think they were just like you know, if ever there was a time to go and, and do something special <coughs> mm -hmm. as a family, this would be it. Sorry. Yeah. So, all right. That's my thirty plus seconds. There you go. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Uh, Picking nope. one memory would be no positive memories. Impossible. No. <laughs> well, all all positive memories, and and uh, I'd love to pick one or talk about the different tradition, and and, and it's just, um, you know, just too many to, to kind of say here. So I'll just say, uh, the next Christmas is gonna is the good one, and I'll tell you that as of late, um, I always go to the our our church's uh, like midnight. Uh, mm -hmm. service vigil like a candlelight service yeah, yeah. and uh, the kids are still a little young to go at that I usually I have played at the, at the various churches I've been to I've always played my trumpet at it um, the, the music is very moving and my uh, usually my mom and dad are both there and Tammy was there now the kids they they all go home and I'll tell you it's it's just the last number of years and it's it's always been I've always driven home by myself I've just had time by myself and I, I see my mom and dad the service gets done around you know 12 30 1 o'clock in the morning and I just drive home and I'm all by myself just on the way home I'll put on music and then I get home and uh, everyone's asleep so I check on the kids and and all that and and then uh, I'll change clothes put on my running running clothes and just go out for a run through the neighborhood uh, and and just kind of think about a new beginning in the year and I don't want to make it the religious podcast but mm -hmm. kind of think about my faith and how, how is that gonna just on my own and and um, get ready for for the next day to wake up the kids and, and create all new memories and that's kind of how it's been for the last you know since the kids have been born we kind of that's kind of been the tradition and then they're gonna get older and they'll probably come in the traditional change a little bit but that's kind of my Christmas memories every Christmas just that leaving the midnight service and going out, doing a run, and and just kind of getting ready for the for the 
the new year and, and what Christmas brings and, and all that kind of stuff. So Nice. Dennis. Okay. 30 seconds, huh? <laughs> I know it's hard, right? I just, yeah. <laughs> the 30 seconds is a guide. I know. All right. Um, so one that you could revisit. I guess I'm going to go back to, okay, probably the first year that I realized um, that there was, spoiler alert, that, the, you know, that there was no... The tradition, the Santa that everybody says that all the gifts weren't coming from Santa. Wait, what? I had just turned 19 wait. years old. I'm just, wait, just what? Turn what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Just, just had my eyes opened <laughs> by a lovely woman, <laughs> <laughs> and I received a gift that kept on giving. No, I was, I was, I was like between. I think it was the like 10, ten to eleven years. So I was right, right around nineteen eighty. So about, it's about ten or eleven. <laughs> ten or eleven. Well, I mean, in the the sense that everybody thinks that he can go all the way around. There is a Santa, but anyway. Um, and I and I think that year is number one. My whole family was there. So my brothers were. Everybody was still alive. My grandpa had, you know, because I, I think I was ten, he had still been alive. So I remember my grandma coming over. My grandpa and they would. My dad would always get go to this shop called Izzy Rizzy's. And there was this like prank shop somewhere in Chicago, and he get all prank gifts for everybody. He got, got my grandma a witch hat, you know. <laughs> it was just like, so I mean, just like all the literally a German helmet for some. It was just like the most bizarre gifts ever, and we would all get bizarre gifts and, and you know the fake bomb. And, and I, so there was always that. But I think it was because when I realized that there was none, my my Christmases changed from that point on because I went from being you know like as a kid, it's all about what you're going to get from Santa. You make your list. And now all of a sudden, after realizing that, a lot of kids were devastated like when they hear that. And for me, it was like, wow, so I could actually kind of be like Santa now. And now I can give. And it was the first year that I actually, I think, bought and got other things from my brothers. And we all gave each other gifts. So now, because I was the youngest, so that was kind of somewhat held off. Because if you're getting gifts from everybody else, it didn't seem like everything came from Santa, it seemed like, up to that point, as far as I remember. And now all of a sudden, we were exchanging gifts. And you got to become the giver. You got to become the Santa, the spirit of Santa. And for that, that was a, a, just a great year to, to, to make that shift and become more of a giver instead of, oh, what am I going to get my toys, you know? So it was a mind shift change, and my whole family was back together, you know, and everyone was alive. Nice. All right. And they all died. Well, <laughs> you know. As, as you do, as you do. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for Scrooge this time around. Um, we are, before we jump into giving you all the different places you can find us, we have coming up in the next couple weeks, Ernest Saves Christmas is next week, and then uh, Pat's favorite movie of the year, <laughs> question mark, is Die Hard coming up in two weeks. And then if we're able to, we're going to see if for our last episode, uh, we're going to try to see if we can jump into a viewing of Aquaman and do an episode on that one before the year closes out. So... Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at 30podcast.com, at 30podcast on Twitter. The voicemail line is 872-356-6843. Yeah. I, these guys, I, I just, I'll pull back the curtain for just a second. No, we need not. Everybody's trying to distract me. No big deal. It's Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. It's Baby Ruth. Go drop it to the pool. Um, 
So that is where you can find us if you want to hear more about the podcast. And uh, like I said, next week we're going to be doing Ernest Saves Christmas, and then after that Die Hard, and then after that Aquaman. So also, if you're looking ahead to 1989 for next year, um, we are going to be putting out a list of our first couple of months so that you can take a look at those and view those ahead of time. So uh, until next time, gentlemen, Bo, thank you for being here. Thank you. Jeff, thank you for being here. I'm glad to be back. We're glad you're back too. Pat, thank you for being here. Hey. Hey. Yes. Thank you for being here physically. Hey. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Two weeks in a row? Well, it's like second podcast. This is the first one. It will be. It, it will, will be. be. You're looking when, ahead. It yeah. will then be yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all fine here. We're all fine. How are you? How are you? <laughs> all right. Be excellent to each other and go watch some good Christmas movies. Catch you later, Bill and Ted. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.